Buffalo Wild Wings is the place to be. Can't stay? That's okay. Take home the postseason party pack. Ask about our tailgate menu and bring the flavor home with some shareable items for your whole crew. Don't forget to come out to Buffalo Wild Wings for some of our daily specials. Visit one of our 11 Buffalo Wild Wings locations, including Hagerstown, Westminster, White March, College Park, Bowie, Urbana, Rockville, Owings Mills, Annapolis, Arundel Mills, and Frederick. Buffalo Wild Wings, your weekend starts here. Buffalo Wild Wings is a proud sponsor of the Ball Hogs Radio Network. Outfield shaded to right. Here's the one-two delivery. Hand oh. in the air to left field. He got on the red one. Goodbye. You're listening to Orioles Uncensored, part of the Ball Hogs Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in to Orioles Uncensored, the official Orioles podcast of the Ball Hogs Radio Network. As always, I'm your host, John Wilkes, with my co-host Aaron Kirby. Yes, sir. And in studio tonight, Dylan Atkinson. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Okay, Dylan, you many of you know, writes for our blog. He's going to be joining us in studio when he can, when he makes the long drive from, the long hour drive from Pasadena. <laughs> so... We uh, we appreciate him coming in studio. Always yeah. good to have another another voice, another opinion. So, welcome. Let's, let's thank you. Let's it's get, great to be here. Let's get the plugs out of the way. As always, we are broadcasting live. Ooh, not live. Recording. Oh, we're recording live. There you go <laughs> from uh, Soldier Fit Studios. And we are brought to you by the fine people at Buffalo Wild Wings. We we're just talking about Buffalo Wild Wings. You are maybe going there for July Fourth, but I want to get a quick quick plug. This Saturday, Saturday, MJ? This Saturday at 8.30 in Gaithersburg, mm-hmm. are the guys of Assault MMA will be out there. I believe there's a UFC event that yes. they're going to do a hour-long live broadcast. So that's right up by my house, so I will be stopping by. I think they have a pretty good size pretty good size crew coming out there. So Well, should, they should. They got It's a big place. I mean, they got plenty of TVs wide open. As of spot. today, on their Facebook invite thing, I think they had like 60 pretty good so that's that's probably gonna pack that place i don't even know if they were if gators are ready for all the ufc-ness that's about to happen that's for another day but uh again so if you're around gatorberg saturday stop by there's some drink specials and wings wings and all that good nonsense we got a lot to talk about yep so let's hop right into it the big news for the orioles they make a trade mm-hmm. we all knew that they we, we talked about a little bit last week and we wrote about it that the pitching staff where it was obviously wasn't going to cut it. And as good as the offense is, you just needed... The pitching doesn't need to be great. It needs to be, but needs to be better. Mm-hmm. Right. So they trade for Scott Feldman from the Cubs. They get rid of Strope and Arietta, But we're going to get into Strope and Arietta and, and, and all that. But let's, let's talk initial thoughts mm-hmm. of Scott Feldman coming here and, and what does that mean for... The Orioles as of now, and then kind of going forward. All right. Well, uh, at first when I saw it pop up, uh, when I saw it pop up on my phone, I was like, "All right, all right." They're Ariad and Strober gone. Right. But I, then, but see, but you know what's funny? Second, you I know go, what's funny? That's the initial reaction because that was almost mine. And I was like, "It was like <laughs> it. It wasn't who we got, even though that was should have been more important. It yeah, was it who should have been." But I was like, "All right, Ariad and Strober gone. Sweet." And then, all, then reality set in. I was like, "Well, hold on. Who the hell is Feldman?" You know, I was like, I, I, clearly I haven't heard anything about it. Obviously, he's been on the radar for the Orioles. You know, the, that's been the talk that there's a possibility he can get picked up. Those are interested. Uh, but at first, I, I think I was more, I guess, happy that Ariad and Strip are, 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 have now departed. Um, but Almost an, an addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. But on Feldman, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about him. Maybe what, 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 what does he do? <laughs> or I should say, what 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 does what was your initial thought that for this whole? I, I I think kind of on the same lines. I mean, you know, you first you look at it and you go, Strope and Arietta are gone, mm-hmm. which everyone Arietta more than anything had to go. I think I think everyone, I think Strope there's still a possibility for him. And listen, I'm as hard to Strope as anyone, but I think there's still a possibility that he could have turned it around given the right circumstance and getting on a roll. Mm-hmm. 
Arietta had which his table just kind of you know his timetable was over. He you know especially once he did the whole tweet bashing thing with the Orioles fans, he started getting back into it. You can mm-hmm. tell that they had got under his skin. He was kind of frazzled. It was probably he was definitely a guy as we talked about last week before they traded. That I said Arietta and Strope were two guys that given a change of scenery, you know because they still have it. I mean Strope isn't. I think it's good that they got out of the AL East. For one thing, I mean, all these hitter ballparks and everything. I mean, going to the NL Central where the Cubs are and everything, I just think that'll be a little bit, at least a little bit more pitcher friendly. I mean, look at Jeremy Guthrie. We traded him to the Colorado Rockies, got roughed up there even more than he did in Baltimore. And then he gets sent back into Kansas City. And right now, he he's pitching his tail off. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though. It's, I mean, that they, they, they weren't successful in the AL East. I mean, you. I mean, especially for uh, Tampa Bay or Boston or the Yankees or Toronto, they're not going to pick them up. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like it, it, it. Like you said, it is. It is good for them to 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 ship them out. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about. Listen, you don't have to worry about the. You don't have to worry about the the, the, no the ghost of Jake Arrieta coming back to <laughs> to haunt you. To or haunt you. you kind of almost hope that they did get traded in the AL East for well, the benefit think, for the Orioles. Again, the same. Yeah. At the same time, these guys have seen Arrieta and they've seen Strope. Yeah. I mean, they're not. These teams aren't going to take a chance on a guy. Like Strope, and again, maybe they go to a Cubs who are you know having a down year. There's a, little, there's a little less pressure on them, even though the Chicago market is much harder. Even the losing Cubs Chicago market is is much tougher than the Baltimore market, which was kind of my point to you know Arietta that if he was having a tough time here, mm-hmm. it ain't getting any easier down there. And if he tries that Twitter nonsense there, they'll show up at his door. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, his lawn. but I think I think Orioles some of these players take for granted how. It, Easy, the media is on these guys around here. Like no one, what do you know? What it takes for you to get like a negative article by someone at the Baltimore Sun to write about you? You literally have to. You essentially have to go Aaron Hernandez style and like murder like six people for them to write a negative. <laughs> like these guys suck, and then no one says anything. You you listen to press conferences, and they're like, they're like they all kind of just like like Buck too much almost, so they don't ever ask him any like grilling hard questions. But they're, I mean, do you, is that the factor just because the Orioles haven't been winning in, for such well, a long it's time? It's part of the. It's part of just it's being a small market, you know, and the losing. I mean, but, now, don't, you, now, but don't you think the losing should have should have been the other way? Don't you think if teams are losing, you you're I saying think is, you just accepted it? Do you think for 15 years it just beat everyone down? Like everyone got <laughs> yeah. beat? The players, the media, the what are you gonna well, say? Oh wow, you stink! Listen, oh wow, I gotta cut. You're still 50 and yeah. 110, you know okay. what I mean? Like, come on. All right, well, we'll I can get on the, the media all day. We'll, but does this trade make the O's... Were, okay, two questions. Were they contenders before? Mm-hmm. Are they contenders? Does this make them contenders now? If they weren't, or if they already were, does this make them even more of a serious threat? I think it does. I mean, he's a veteran pitcher. He's been in the league for, what, nine years now? He's had up and down seasons he's having a pretty successful year this year was he uh seven and six mm-hmm. with a around like a 3.4 era yep uh and that's just like you were saying in a town that you get pretty much booed out of yeah in chicago so i'm sure he's gotten ripped apart i mean he started his season one and three and he turned it around a bit uh, i just think it's good that we added another veteran presence to the rotation if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. Um, and he's had some pretty solid. I mean, you I know, wouldn't say pretty solid years. He had, I mean, t- he had a good year. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had a good year in two thousand nine. He was seventeen and eight. Yeah. Um, you know, with an era before, and, and he has ties with Chris Davis from playing with him in Texas. So it's, you know, he at least he's not coming here not knowing anyone. Yeah, he's right. Joe Walter too. And Buck, Buck is actually. They said I don't know. It's the, you know, one of the. If the only thing they said that was worthwhile in the telecast last night, that Buck is actually the one who turned him into a starter. All right. So, so again, there's ties with them. Okay. So again, he's coming into a situation that good you know, comfort level. Um, I think it's nice that he's pitching in Chicago tonight. Oh yeah, definitely in the windy city. You know, getting to here, he is at least semi familiar with the surroundings. Mm-hmm. He'll have some people out there. Maybe his family's still out there. Um, so you know they. Can, Maybe it's a. I know it's still the White Sox, but it's still he can still feel a little comfortable. Does this make him now? Were they contenders before without Feldman? Like, I, 
in the sense of like you want to believe they were, but did you really believe? If your percentage, let's say, if your percentage was let's just say seventy five percent contenders, are you, or whatever percentage, does he make or does he jump that even higher? To for well, what he it definitely. Was. I'll say this: he definitely jumps it higher because the crap they were throwing out at five, they couldn't. He literally he's coming in a situation where he almost can't do worse. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know. Gaussman had some good outings, but still probably isn't ready for full time. They threw Ariette out there. We saw how that worked out. Mm-hmm. McFarlane had a shot. What didn't work out as great, you know? Brit- Britain, uh, Britain's getting it together a little bit, but it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's almost kind of like a little McClough in him. You know, he's veteran. He comes yeah. in. You're not really expecting much from him, but all of a sudden, just like. Blows up and just is is he's, dominant. I mean, he's, th- I mean, he's thirty years dominant. He's thirty years old. We don't need again. We again, we don't need him to be. I don't even know. We need him. To be, we just need him to be. What, ser- then what are we? What are we looking for? Serviceable. He, he needs every fifth day or whatever fifth game. Uh-huh. He needs to be able to at least keep us in it. Because this offense, if he gives up four runs, this offense can handle four runs, five runs, four easily. runs. Easily, yeah, it's when the, it's when these other guys were getting us down by six, or mm-hmm. and it was getting early too, and maybe in, and I think more than anything is I think he can eat some innings for us too, or again mm-hmm. you you had a guy like McFarland go what two and a third, oh. Arietta was getting Arietta was lasting four innings at a time, and our bull, our bullpen's already you know, you can already see it these guys are wearing down already. O'Day went through a bad stretch here, mm-hmm. uh, Patton's been roughed up, yeah. Johnson, uh, Johnson's been, you know, so there are they. These guys need a rest, mm-hmm. and hopefully, a guy like Feldman can make it so that on that fifth day, we're not bringing someone in to have to pitch four more innings out of because he only lasted four. Uh-huh. So again, I don't think it. I don't think he needs to be, you know, doesn't need to be the next coming. He just needs to be. Uh, just need to be decent. decent. <laughs> what I write? What I tweet? Only for a half a season. Yeah, we only, If he doesn't, all we need him to do is not pitch like absolute horseshit. If he doesn't do that, if that's his goal. If his goal's horseshit, if he just is like slightly above that, then we're okay. Like that's where we like. Of course, we want him higher. I'd be mm-hmm. pleased with a, a Joe Saunders replica from last year. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. If he can be a Joe Saunders, I mean, hopefully we're not. Hopefully, I'm not depending on Scott Feldman in a wild card game. <laughs> I guess the Rangers. Yeah, but again, the idea is that when you get to the playoffs, your you know your rotation shrinks. So Scott Feldman probably doesn't come into play. Come if you know you know God willing, we get to the playoffs. Because that's when you throw out, you know, you can throw out Tillman, Gonzalez, and Chen, or whatever combination, and maybe him or whatever, how it is. You know, you're not going to need a guy like Scott. Maybe you're not need a guy like Scott Feldman. Unless Scott Feldman, again, again, God willing, blows the doors off it. Mm-hmm. But for a half, for a half season, it's good. It, I think it's, you know, we all agree they need to make a trade. They need to make a move, mm-hmm. especially in that bullpen. I mean, for that, that starting rotation. It's nice. I think it's an. I think it's a nice move. You know, he's, what, he's making seven million this year. He'll have to pay a little bit of that, but it's kind of like he said. It's it's a, it's a one year half season rental. Um, so and we didn't have and we didn't give away anything. We you know we didn't do, we didn't give away anything future esque or anything crazy. We didn't have to give away Bundy. You gave away your two two you, people. You, you gave were, away two guys you didn't want anyways. Yeah, exactly. You gave away the international and the international signing spots, which. Whatever. Yeah. I don't need... <laughs> Whatever that means. It's not, like, it's not like they're in the AL East competing against us. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, kick kick rocks, Arietta. Um <laughs> We'll get into that, too, in a second. Prediction for tonight's, uh, tonight's uh, appearance. Mm-hmm. They they moved quick. They got them, and they're like, hey, by the way, you're starting two days. Tonight, yeah. So, we're starting tonight. Um, give a prediction. I'm going to go six innings, five runs... Yeebush. Three strikeouts. If he gives up five runs, I'm going to lose my mind tonight. And three walks. I'm going to say about uh, six and a third innings with three runs given up, uh, six strikeouts, two walks. That sounds good. I can settle for that. I can settle. I can go with that number. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean towards Dylan and I'm going to go away from you because if he gets up five <laughs> runs tonight after that crap, after that crap Hamill threw out there last night. Uh huh. Oh my god. I just think it's I just think it's funny though that that all like with this trade, even though we you know, we got rid of Arietta, we got rid of Strope, and we bring in this this new pitcher and we're and we're just like just almost you're like almost like a band aid really. Just just be okay. Just be well, good. listen, we, you know? we, we, we not great. We listen, don't want you to be great. This team doesn't have this team doesn't have any number ones. 
you right could, now. Right now, yeah. you could argue that that a guy like maybe even a guy like Tillman is maybe projecting, or we have some two threes and some three fours, you know. But we still don't have a one. So again, we don't. We don't it doesn't need to be the ace. So then, I guess just this, just this question: Then, are you more happy that or happier? More happy. More happy. Whatever. More happy. Whatever. The happiest. <laughs> the happiest. Uh, that Arietta and Strope are gone. Or that we received Feldman. I mean, you got to think. Initially, initially, I'd be lying to say that I, w- I wasn't happier that Strope and Arietta were gone. Mm-hmm. But also, at that time when Strope and Arietta were gone, I wasn't. Arietta was a non-factor where he was, so mm-hmm. I wasn't whatever. And they had pretty much regulated Strope to being a non-factor too. Even though at the end, which is kind of you know exactly what we talked about there at the end, is they they gave Strope. One or two last auditions there at the end. They put him in a yeah. couple clutch situations, mm-hmm. and he bombed both of them. And they're just like, "Well, I mean, it's it's just I mean, it's like Arietta, you know. He he pretty much won his spot this year. You know, he won. He he in the in spring training. He was we, on fire. And we talked about you know, do you really put that much emphasis in spring training? And I to be honest, to think about it now, Arietta like that was his audition. That's the only reason why he made. Well, also, what's his name had a freaking mental breakdown. Very true, Britain. <laughs> Britain, Britain, that really was never good. Uh, uh, they could tell he wasn't ready. Really? But it's amazing. Your starting pitcher yeah, but gets traded because before the All-Star Because break. you know why? Because they look at Arietta and he's he day. has five pitches, probably throws too many pitches. He has the stuff that we that you that for three innings a game, the first two or three innings are like, wow, mm-hmm. this guy's good. And then like the fourth inning comes or something and he gives up four runs, you're like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why you know, that's why you're you are where you are. So um, but I think Scott Feldman going forward again, as we've talked about, will just be a nice arm. Not expecting much. Lasting impressions of Strope, Strope and Arietta. I'm glad the sideways hat is gone. I can't. I, I couldn't stand it. I can't stand it. I, I am. I'm happy. The only thing I will say, cause I do. I really do feel like he will find like his stride somewhere one, else. One of those, and, oh, and yeah. he will be one of those he guys. He will be back to I don't know his WB, both WBC form. I think. I think he has the better ups. Or not, but the the uh, better chances of mm-hmm. being more dominant than Arietta. I think Arietta is probably done, but from seeing Strope, you know, in this WBC, I think he has better upside. Plus, the thing though, that's what gets you frustrated about Strope. Yeah, is that not? It's not like he sucked forever. He he, he, he was dominant in the WBC. If that was the like first five time months ago, if that was the first <laughs> time you've ever watched baseball, you'd be like, this guy's the best pitcher in the world because he was unhittable. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then. From whatever happened there, to you know, maybe it was just being in the having that Dominican crowd. Like I said, we should have paid the Dominican crowd to just be at Orioles games, <laughs> just cheering for them and throw fla- have flags, fl- signs, have flags, and, and jumping up and down, fireworks going. Blame it on the Orioles and fans. He, <laughs> have the dugout running out after every base hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something exactly. And then, and then he just lost it, and it was just like it was like that. Yeah, and it was, and he couldn't find it. I'm sure everyone was shocked, big time, it, especially after his performance in the World Baseball Classic, and from his performance from the start to three quarters of, of the way through 2012. Mm-hmm. Well, and people, people forget that he was really, really good last year because he was so bad this year that it kind of overshadowed what he did last year. But you Wait, said he for three fourths of the season he was great. He was the setup man, right, to Johnson. But it was he was the eighth inning man. Yeah, yeah. he was he was the setup guy. But it was uh, O'Day was the seventh inning guy. Yeah, yeah. but it was weird because he he was trending upward last year. Then it fell apart at the end. One bad outing just ruined him. Just ruined him. I think it was in uh, New York towards yeah. the end of the season. It was a day game. And then he was then he, you couldn't use him. Mm-hmm. So then you you can't like all right, well maybe he's just pitching the most he's pitched and he's just you know trying to adjust. Then. WBC, then it looks like, all right, maybe he's figured it out. So he's back on, you know, he's out of a valley, back on, you know, trending upwards again. Mm-hmm. And then this season, he 0 3 with a 7 2, tanked. 7 2 5 ERA. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you said you couldn't use him in, you got to the point where you couldn't use him in pressure situations. He was, the, he went from being the setup man to, we're down eight, throw Strope in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, Strope was like one guy before, like Chris Davis. <laughs> You know, he was like, and then again, they gave him some shots. They did give him some. In fairness, in all fairness, they did give him some shots at the end, and he just wasn't able to do it. So, yeah. Strope and Arietta are gone. Feldman's here. We got, and also I think Steve Clevenger, Baltimore native, 
Is he? It, he went to uh, Mount St. Joe High School. That's oh. where, that's where uh, Teixeira went also. <laughs> well, he's done for the year. So like, Send Clevenger to New York. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Clevenger, he, he's, from what I heard, they said he essentially is the third catcher. He's in AAA right now. Tri- AAA, if something happens to Weeders, it, maybe he'll come up or Teagarden. Um, but we'll get into Weeders later. So continue on pitching because as we talk about the show, the hitting is never an issue. It's always the pitching, so that's mm-hmm. what we'll talk about. Let's talk about Jason Hamill. How worried are we, or how worried should we be, and how worried are we about about Jason Hamill? Uh, because you know the record was he seven and five now, but the ERA is is above five. Mm-hmm. The hits are the hits are up from last. The hits are up, you know, almost he's giving, giving up almost two more hits per nine from last year. The strikeouts are down two from last year. I mean, he's thirty. I don't want to think he's getting old because that means um. But you know, you are old. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, how worried are we about Jason Hamlin? Is essentially a front of the rotation guy for us. Well, I think like we are worried about him, but the main thing that gets us worried the most is the fact that he's shown how great he can be. Even this year, he, he's had plenty of starts where where he went about seven innings at least and gave up two runs, and we're like, this is great. And then it seemed like every other start. It was good, bad, good, bad, 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 good, bad. And it, it's just inconsistencies. And he, he, he he's given up the home runs. Obviously, the one he gave up to Dunn last night. I mean, he couldn't have. That was a bomb. If if Dunn had put, if Dunn asked for the ball in the perfect spot, like he couldn't have. It was. I don't even know what he was. He probably. I don't know if Hamill should have even been in there at that point of the game. That's a question for you know. For that's probably just saving the bullpen. Oh, yeah, but Dunn hit that. He did far and he did hard. Like Mark, Mark Higgins didn't even move. Like they didn't even flinch. So, but he, he gives up the five runs again. You said, as we said, the ERA went up. Mm-hmm. And if you're depending on Hamill, especially because he's, you know, he's a front of the rotation guy, it's kind of, you know, people are like, let's get rid of Hamill. But like, listen, guys, you can't just get rid of people. Like we don't, we're not just loaded. You know, we're not loaded. We don't have just arms everywhere. So we can't just. Obviously, just getting rid of Hamill. We're probably Hamill's going to be around the year. Mm-hmm. So, I think you just hope. I just think you just hope that he, you know, writes the ship and he and he works through what he's going through. I mean, like you said, we don't have an ace, right? We don't have a true number one now, right? Correct. Yeah. So we right now we almost have like mediocre starting pitching. Oh, okay. We don't. We don't almost have mediocre. Okay, we starting. are. We have mediocre. Pitching, we have okay? mediocre starting pitching. <laughs> so when someone is going, when they're going seven and five with a five yard, I mean, it, it, what what else are you expecting for him to do? Go out there and be ten and three? No, you, you're not expecting him to go out and do and ten and three with a. Well, two he's ERA. almost he's almost that just a terrible ERA. You know? Yeah. I mean, could I? Not, yeah. Could could you drop the ERA down a point? If you're four one, just not five. So that the five is the is the is yeah. the breaking point. The, the wins and the losses, you know, as as baseball moves away more away from the wins losses RBI mm-hmm. type of thing, and you get more into the sabermetric type stuff, mm-hmm. which you can take, you know, whether you're a fan or not. Of I'm I'm kind of on the fence, but you see that sometimes wins and losses don't mean anything because there's so much more that goes into a, a win. You know, there's guys that there's guys like Campbell who might there's you look at Steven Strasburg for example, and his ERA is like. Two four, but he gets gets two runs. He gets two, two wins. Two, but he gets two runs a game, so uh-huh. he has like five wins. Felix Hernandez won a Cy Young with a twelve and eleven record. Yeah, so you take the record away of like he has seven wins. Yeah, because our offense scores a hundred runs a game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys have wins they probably shouldn't because of how our offense is. That's which I think which gets back to a guy, why a guy like Hamill's frustrating because I don't need him to be great. I just need him not to be. Terrible. Because mm-hmm. same, same thing I said for Fellman. Now, n- listen. Not all of these guys can be that way. I can't. Right, well, have, there's there's two out of our starting five. Yeah, that's well, two. I'm putting a lot of stock in in in, in Gonzalez and Tillman. Okay. And I, I have faith in Chan, but who knows coming back from the injury? We'll see. So I'm putting a lot of stock in <laughs> in the younger guys, and I just need these o- these older guys just to kind of just more than anything eat some innings too, which. Given, I'll give Tillman's credit. He did a little bit last night, mm-hmm. but again, I need some some innings eaters. 
get this bullpen rested, especially for the second half. So all-star break's coming at a good time for us because obviously these guys will get a rest, but mm-hmm. worried. Now, speaking of pitching, calling games, and everything else, Weeders. Yeah. This has been kind of – there seems to be a, on in the Twitter the Twitterverse two sides to the story. You know, there's the don't say anything bad about Weeders. Weeders, you know, Weeders is the Baltimore baseball god from back in the day when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated and he was going to save baseball in Baltimore. I think ESPN even cut in like their live feed to watch his first at bat. Yeah, well, that's what he was because he. I think the year before he was drafted, and the, the team I don't, I don't remember who drafted him couldn't sign him, and I know the Orioles signed him to a buttload of money coming right out. Of, you know, and again, I think they 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 called him like baseball god or something, baseball mm-hmm. Jesus or whatever it was. Well, reality, right now, you know, baseball Jesus is batting about. Under two thirty, okay. And he's on a one year deal, and and there's the talks where you know the Orioles are kind of letting his contract play out. Um, what? So he kind of went to the one year deal, you know, five point five million. So they're gonna have to make a decision coming soon about you know because he wants a long term deal, obviously. Well, his arbitration's through about uh, I think it's two thousand fifteen, which means that he they have control of him through two thousand fifteen. I think the time to sign to extension may be now while he's having this down year. The money will be lo- a lot lower than it could be. Down year as in batting-wise, correct. Exactly. Okay. And, and I think the only problem, it's not a problem, part of the fault for Weeders was that people were expecting him to be almost, I guess, for lack of a better term, Piazza-like with the bat. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I, you know, and if you look at his stats last year, about 250, 23 home runs, 83 RBIs. I don't, which isn't bad. Obviously, is great for a catcher. Oh yeah, but I think he's held to a higher standard. Absolutely, to a higher standard, higher expectations. Absolutely, and if you look at it this year, as bad as he's playing, he's batting under 230. But he has 10 home runs and he has 40 RBIs. So extrapolate that out. It's, he's he's he's, on, all, he's close on pace. pace. To his, okay, but it seems like he never gets a hit. It seems that way because they all come in all in like one for threes or one for fours. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't remember the last time I saw Weeders have a multi-hit game. It, I guess he doesn't. With that being said, I, I think he's, to be honest, I think his at-bats look horrible. Well, they just look bad. They're just like, it's like, it's like he's, he's literally just like swinging and just listen, and just throwing his bat it's, out. It's well, not like, it seems Especially we, from the left side. Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> even look like he's... Well, it doesn't seem like Weeders gets like Robbed, like he doesn't hit. Like, well, you know what? Like they used to say about Flaherty, like, he's getting out, but he's hitting the ball well. <laughs> like when he gets out, it's like dinky grounder to second, pop up to short. They're like, but you said it's like he's like, oh, they pulled it into the shift again. Oh, he's lunging, he's lunging for it. So I guess, and then everyone else is like, well, it doesn't matter how he hits as long as he's handling the pitching staff, mm-hmm. which is okay. The Orioles are in the bottom third in just about every statistical pitching category. So don't even how, don't even how is say he, you're going to blame that on him. Don't do it. Well, don't the, do it. Well, question though. So what is he doing? So he throws he throws the runners out, which he's probably the best. Obviously, he's probably far and away the best at in you know the at least American League at doing that. Mm-hmm. And he probably saves these guys how he feels back there. Uh huh. But as far as if you say like as long as he handles the pitching staff well, well what? Well, what else do I have to base that on? Except if you look at so you're lo- you're looking at our pitching. And how horrible they are, and you're comparing that to Weeders. That's his fault. Well, I think he's calling the right pitches in the right spots. The pitchers just aren't hitting their spots. They're not even close. They're not even close to hitting their spots. He sets up outside. They put that thing right belt high down the middle of the plate. That's not. That's mm-hmm. not Matt Weeders. That is not Matt Weeders. Okay. And we've talked about consistency of pitching now, too. They cannot okay. hit their, hit their question. Do I need to pay a catcher what I'm going to have to pay him? Yes. If I got crappy people pitching to him. Yes. Well, who do you have as prospects to come up and, and fill that hole? You got Steve, uh, oh. Steve Clevenger. No, T Garden. <laughs> what? Okay, look, he's a switch hitter, which is all, already a bonus as is. Also, when you he's pay everyday catcher, when you pay Weeders, you're already paying Marcakis. You're paying Jones. The Chris Davis thing is going to become an issue soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. And you're okay, so you have to pay Chris Davis. 
and it got the bid. Chris Davis is going to maybe hit 55 home runs this year, and he's going to have 150 RBIs. If if he if Chris Davis bats above like 320, he's going to ask for like a trillion dollars, and he's going to be worth it because someone's going to pay him. So I got to pay. Now if I can't pay Chris Davis, Manny Machado is not an issue because we have him. You know, for through, well, through contract renewal, I think is till maybe around like 2015 or something like that, and then he has the arbitration years. So you're, t- you are I'm honestly su- telling me though that, that I'm su- you think I'm suggesting management. Well, first of all, but management is going to let Weeders walk with they're they're not going to pay him. How much would you pay him? What is what what is Matt Weeders worth? I would say around the eight million dollars a year range, it, especially for like if you make it a backloaded contract. Like right now, he's probably worth exactly what he's making right now—the five point five million dollars. So he's twenty-seven now. So he's twenty-seven already. Jeez. Do like a six-year deal. He's, you know, he's twenty-seven, but he's a catcher twenty-seven, which is like in real life is like seventy-five. Yeah, like he's like actually like thirty probably. Yeah. He's actually remained fairly. He's actually remained fairly healthy. You know, since 2010, he's caught a 130, 139, 144. He obviously hasn't caught all of those, but I don't know. I don't know if you, if you give him, say you give him, say you give him eight for how many years? Five. Five. I mean, listen. There's a lot of forty mil. That's not. That's not bad. It's not bad. But when you're looking at everyone else, and please believe Peter Angelos. I mean, it, if, if Peter Angel is like coming out of pocket, yeah, Peter Angel ain't paying no much. If they're winning, if they're winning, and this is the formula, and you're telling me that Buck he can't he can't persuade. And I know Buck loves him. I think they said he was like his favorite player. Yeah, you're saying so, you tell me he can't persuade him to to throw money. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if you have the if you have this core people, yeah, because personally, because you might be able to get eight million for Weeders, but again, Davis is if Davis say Davis has one or two more years like this. I don't even know when Davis's contract. They'll probably they'll probably sign Weeders to an extension before they sign Davis. I think their arbitration years are around the same year, up until like 2015. But what's Chris Davis getting? What's Chris Davis getting now? Whatever he's, I think, I, I, I think he's making 3.5 million dollars. Oh, what a steal! Oh yeah, I, I think this city's the most. Actually, you know what? I did read somewhere he is like far and away the most valuable like person. I think they was even like in sports. Like his production from what he's getting paid, I agree. So, well, so, so to me, it's a no-brainer for you guys. Just sign him. Yes, yes. What if he bet? So two thirty. What, what do you need? What does Matt Weeders have to bet? Doesn't not matter. Well, it obviously matters. I mean, he has to be. He got to be productive. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when you ha- when you have a chance to score, like to get an RBI, you have to be productive. I mean, not just to get your single, and then obviously you're not you're slower than molasses. Like it, it, he <laughs> is the slowest person on earth. What if we change the order up to get him behind some- Ortiz? What if we? Ortiz is pretty quick. It's, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty damn close. <laughs> Weeders is uh. But what if we got him? So- Maybe we change the lineup or something. Put a- I don't know. I'd like him in a seventh spot. I mean, he he's batting around the fifth and sixth spot right now. All right. Well, the only problem is also you can't have like it's weird because you can't have anyone behind him that has any type of speed because he almost which would usually be someone like Dickerson or Flaherty. Because if Dickerson like bats eighth and Weeders is on ahead of him, it pretty much takes away Dickerson's speed. Because again, Dickerson could lap Weeders. So so do you put Weeders eighth and Dickerson not seventh? <laughs> I don't know. I feel weird to have having Matt Weeders bat. I don't know. That'd be kind of awkward to see. <laughs> Weeders batting eighth. Yeah. Well, he's batting two thirty. Flaherty's Flaherty's mocking him at this point. Well, I, well, also you can't just stock all your bad hitters at the bottom of the lineup because then your bottom of the lineup won't be productive. True, absolutely. But you you know, hopefully we don't have a bad part of the lineup, especially if Roberts comes back and he's halfway decent. Yeah. Um. But I, I just want—I just want to just just say this, okay, about Matt Weirs and how much you're bashing him about this whole. Not ba- not, no, you're bashing him. I'm not bashing no, him. You're ba- you're, I'm you're simply bashing asking: him. is it is it a guarantee he, that we should? He is 
11 out of bat out of all, all catchers. He's number 11 at batting average. Okay. Okay. He's the, almost. He's in almost. The AL. No MLB. He is 11. That's pro- okay. He's almost. He's almost top 10. Yeah, but that's out of eligible catchers. There's probably only like 10 uh, of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Does, it doesn't even matter. He's, he, he's, he's 11th out of 10. He's 11 out of 10. Yeah. He's 11th yeah, out of 10. Which is, which is okay, but I'm not but I'm not paying those those guys ahead of him. I'm not paying the Jason Castro's of Houston isn't good, isn't going to get $8 million. I don't know Jason Castro because he's on my fantasy team. You know, but those guys aren't mm-hmm. those guys aren't going to ask for the money that Weeders is going to ask for. And the fact that Weeders agent is Scott Boris. Like is he is he like I Joe think Mauer money? I think it's I think Chris Davis is also a Boris. Yes, he is. Like, is he is he Joe Maurer money? No. No, but he's going to make the claim he's a two-time All-Star and a two-time Gold Glover. Mm. There's three catchers right now that Weeders will not make more money than, and that's Maurer, Yadier Molina, and Buster Posey. And there's your one, two, three of your batting average. One, yeah. two, three. Okay. You got Molina, Maurer, Posey. Let's see. Maurer's, uh, Molina's 347. 318 and 316. What's Molina's? What's what's Yadier Molina? What's Yadier Molina's contract? I think he's making like I think he's making above 10, 10 million a year. Ooh, that's the case. Let's check it out. Which I, I don't know. Well, I, first of all, I don't know how you can blame uh, you're blaming the poor he's pitching making, on, on Matt Weeders. All right, he's making 14. He's making 14 million. So, all right. Yeah, damn Yadier Molina's getting paid. Um, I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming Matt Weeders for the poor pitching. But I'm saying also, he's a contributing factor of the poor pitching. Listen, I'm not saying he's he's even a contributing factor, but I'm not going to give him credit for handling our pitching staff when our pitching staff is terrible. <laughs> well, if you got a shit, so you can't use pitching staff. Here's the problem. I'm saying you can't use that as a as a as a plus. I won't use it as a negative. I'm just saying I don't know if you can use that as a plus. I, I think it's just a thing. Because that's what people are saying. Like, well, he doesn't matter if he bats two thirty. Because he, as long as he handles the pitching staff, that's great. I can get. There's a lot of guys who can handle. What my point is, there's a lot of guys who can handle pitching staff. Who knows? How do I know? And I'm just saying, you know, Clevenger. How do I know he doesn't call a great game? I guarantee you, he'll hit way below Weeders, though. (laughs) True. (laughs) Agreed. And obviously, we saw Taylor Taylor Teagarden went on a you know home run parade. Yeah, but there's, there's, you know, I'm not also not expecting a lot of my catcher, but I guess I'm about to pay my catcher, you know, eight million dollars. I need, I need him to bat above two thirty. All right, that we can go move on for that. Another topic that's that's kind of on the Twitterverse mm-hmm. that every Orioles fan immediately gets riled up about is when someone says, "There's people who like search out this sentence because I don't know how they find." It. I'm not. Some people are just awesome at Twitter. They like find stuff. Like they find stuff that like they're not fo- people they're not following say like do people just search like Chris Davis on steroids or like and it comes up I, I think they probably find it on people's retweets maybe so it's like so the topic of people getting upset in Orioles fans about Chris Davis being on steroids or the act you know the thought act just, of doing the the, the acquisition how can I not say that word acquisition. No. no accusation. Accusation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Third time's a charm of Chris, of Chris Davis being on steroids. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can be that. I'm not sure you can be that offended. Not in the age that we live in. Mm-hmm. Not in the age of. And it's not. And the guys doing. You know, it's everyone. Guys like Ryan Braun. You know, are all clear on steroids. So many of these guys who pr- pr- produced are on steroids. I don't think. Why do I think it's fair? I don't think it necessarily is fair either for people just to assume that because someone's doing well that they're on steroids. But I don't think Orioles fans should get super high and mighty about there. Oh, there's no way Chris Davis is doing. Like, listen, Chris Davis seems like a naturally good guy. Seems like a religious guy, but you don't know Chris Davis. You don't hang out with Chris Davis. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's like. You know, so don't assume like he wouldn't. I like when people say. A couple people said to me, "They seem he, like their best friend." He, they, they've said people tweeted me, "He wouldn't do that. He's too good of a guy." Well, what have they met him? Because like, <laughs> because he he smiles a lot and he's kind of quiet and he has a hot wife. Like I don't, I don't does have super smoking hot wife though. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, but I don't think it's fair to be either bash at the same. Even though I just did it recently, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. What do you want of me? 
to bash <laughs> to bash people, you know, who at least be like, there, there might be a chance he's on steroids. Well, there's. I mean, there's always that thought. I mean, look, I think it's how you also relay the message. Like he's definitely on. He's definitely on steroids. He's on definitely, mm-hmm. but don't also too many fans of too many people. Listen, there's some Milwaukee fans right now who feel like super giant jackasses because they were probably oh, yeah. defending Ryan Braun. Mm-hmm. And oh, listen, yeah. that dude's uh, definitely on steroids. It's like the jokers that were standing outside of the jailhouse saying innocent to Aaron Hernandez. You, you all are <laughs> jokers. Yeah, God, right? that, that guy's... But, Aaron Hernandez has killed everyone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... I think the whole Chris Davis thing is you, you can't be... There, but, there's got to be some type of thought, maybe. I think, I think my idea is just... Is don't respond to it because... You don't win it. You don't win in that response and respond to that type of stuff. The be- I agree with you. There's no there's there's no benefit from an Orioles fan. Yeah. Because if he's not doing it, great. That doesn't mean anything. But if he is, not saying he is. Because the last thing you want to do is start accusing people of all these people of just being assholes for saying it. Yeah. And then God for out. God forbid he is. Because you know you know you're not you know you're not going to take it take it like a man if he is. It's like Lance Armstrong. Did you really? I mean. Oh, absolutely know. not. Did you really think he was, you know, doping? After all that, he comes back. You know, it's just like... Yeah, that guy just I mean, straight... That guy he conned the entire world is what he did. Did anyone think that Brian Roberts was on steroids? You know? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you? I don't know. I, I mean... <laughs> but I mean, I mean, look, I'm not saying he is, and I don't think he is. I think he is... Uh, uh, for it to be, I think he's just having uh, an extraordinary like well, yeah, year. I don't think. And he's we on talked steroids. about this last year. Last year he hit like what thirty three, I believe. It was either thirty one or thirty three. It was thirty three, and Jones had thirty one. Yeah, and we talked about this, which you know, there's nothing more important than whether it's going to work. You know, when you show up to work every day, you kind of know where you're playing. You know where you're mm-hmm. batting. You know that you're playing. Last year, that wasn't the case. He showed up, he was like, maybe I'm playing first. Maybe I'm DHing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm playing... Left field, right field. If you look at him now, yeah. and then you forget that like, he played like... That beast was in the outfield, like lumber... Even he made some pretty solid plays in the outfield. I mean... He was some a utility are, player. Base, yeah. <laughs> Except for the middle. But, <laughs> so, if you think about that, I mean, there's something to say of a guy getting comfortable uh, and finding, find, kind of finding his groove. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's loosened up a lot. Yeah, hey, I mean, and you hear, I mean, you hear, you hear him being, you know, smarter or at the plate, uh, picking and choosing. He's not being so really over aggressively. I mean, you just—he's being it almost. I mean, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to make sure that he to, to be a positive note on this whole steroid situation. It's like he's being a smarter hitter. You know, he's not really just. Well, they they seen things in the swing. He's definitely he's shortened his swing a lot. Um, you can see it every once in a while. He, you can see a little bit of it, the bad habit which he had last year, where he was his swing got really long, and mm-hmm. when he gets long, that's when he does the old like three sixty spin I'm, strikeout. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when he hits the, like, the low and outside pitch, like with one hand, and he hits like 500 feet out to like left well, field, those are the ones, and then the, you're like, it's, oh, it's the, that, it just, doesn't, that doesn't look good. It just makes me wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like, oh, he hit that. Maybe he's just really naturally strong. Yeah, but again, it's just. You're kind of unfortunately we live in a day where you're kind of brainwashed because you, because you know it's it's like you almost you hope you know it, but it's almost to the point like where you're thinking still in the back of the mind that you're thinking like I really hope nothing comes out like he has a cork listen you know like, like and I, I you know this, I didn't this clear before the, the the Chris Davis fan club comes after me I don't think he's doing steroids no I just want everyone I just don't think it's worth it's I'm just telling everyone Orioles fans don't respond to it because. There, one, there's nothing to gain. No, I don't think he. I, I truly believe he's and people not get, on steroids. And, and the best is like when someone says it, you know, some guy, and then you click on them and you follow like their mentions. They just get crushed. <laughs> they just get crushed by Orioles fans. You know, just calling them whatever. It's just, I it's just not. It, especially topics like this, where too many times fans have gotten burnt by players. Yeah. I think it's one you just kind of stay away from. All right, well, Chris Davis has been impressive, mm-hmm. obviously with the thirty-one home runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Manny Machado also impressive with the thirty-eight doubles. Yeah. Also impressive <laughs> is Adam Jones in well, the Adam, wrong way. In in the wrong way, but almost impressive, really impressive itself. Adam Jones hasn't walked since 
May 18th. Mm-hmm. That's like a hundred. I think it's now up to like 126 at bats. What's more impressive of that group? Of Davis, Machado, Adam Jones. I think it's Machado. Machado mainly because he's in his second year, really still in his first year. He hasn't played a full 162 games yet. And I remember listening to an interview from Showalter in spring training saying that he does not even expect even like a 250 hitter out of Machado. He expected the defense to be there, but he knew that Machado was going to struggle offensively. Right now, Machado is highly, highly, highly exceeding expectations. And with Jones, like, yeah, it's it's surprising, it's shocking and everything, but me personally, I've just accepted the fact that he's a free swinger. I mean, Vlad Guerrero, he's going to be <laughs> the free swinger, and he's probably headed to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but the, I, the stuff Adam Jones swings at, <laughs> which, is, which is shocking that he bats, that he's, you know, he's hovering around that well. 290 to 300. Because he swings at just nonsense. I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't say Adam Jones's walk or no walks is impressive. I. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't find that impressive. I just. I, I, th- I think it's. I think it's how super. Can, how can you find that impressive? W- what is impressive about that? He probably. He would rather get out probably than walk. And and, and okay, and that's a problem in itself. But the law that the law <laughs> the law of averages say within within 122 at bats. That you're just not that you're just not going to get enough good pitches and at least one of those bats to swing at. But but I I, I like his mentality though. I I love how the fact that he goes up there looking for a base hit. He's not looking for a free pass. He's not looking to go up there as a walk. He or he's going there to. And to I'll say make this and and, and a again difference into. It, but the thing is, you got to think about. It. He's got Machado in front of him. He's got McLeod. They're getting on base. He's not going to go up there and walk. He's going to try to get the RBI. True, but he has Chris Davis behind him. That's they're giving him pitches. And they're I, not going to put him on as a walk. Well, I'll say this: that Chris Davis has led. Chris Davis has also led off too many innings. And you can talk about how that, how that order is played out between Jones batting ahead of Davis. But if it's working, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, type of thing. But you have to be conscious of the guy behind you. Yeah. And he, but it's not like they're just throwing him meatballs. Like he's swinging at ridiculous pitches. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's just swinging at like right down the middle. Good. I mean, obviously he's he's a free, like Dylan said he's a free swinger, okay? But he's going up there to be productive. He's not going up there just to sit on. Oh, his I'm ass sorry, and, I didn't re- I didn't realize walks weren't productive. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what a productive walk, with the bat? <laughs> it, it's like walking in softball. No one walks in softball. He's going up and he's trying to. He's getting a base hit. He's trying to make a difference. I mean, walking. Ugh. Walking for the I, I don't, listen. I don't birds, think birds. Pun intended. I, I don't whatever. Th- that is he is it, a bird. He is. I don't <laughs> say it, it, it's just. It's. I don't know. Walking. That's. That does nothing. Well, yes. On base. Congrats. But look, I want you to swing the bat, and I want you to be productive. And that's what he's doing, though. He's backing that up. So if it'd be a difference if he's batting like two hundred. But the thing is, well, the average has dropped twenty six points in the month of June. I'm just saying. Well, the main reason why he's hovering over that three hundred average. And people are surprised that he's not hitting like 260 right now is mainly because, like, yeah, you see so many games of Jones going over three, over four, but when he is hitting, he's going what three for four, mm-hmm. four for five. He doesn't. What he he doesn't do is he doesn't go. He doesn't. He's you know, he only did it in June once where he went two games without two back to back games without a hit. So, but again. When you're swinging at everything, you get, you're, then you can't you're you're gonna, then you can't hate yeah. that. You, you cannot hate on that. Right. I mean, uh, just real quick, most impressive Machado by far. I mean, you, you weren't expecting. I think Machado you saw, to do this. Agreed. I think it's, Davis. You're kind of expecting to get Machado, home runs. I mean, Ma- big as hell. How about Madison? <laughs> Madison can stop sending out that. Uh, that's that. The only two people who have Davis let and Machado was Gary and Ruth. But, yeah. but they keep sending that. They send that stat out like every game. They're like, like it's a new stat. Oh, like, it's great though. We know it, it's just great because it's Gary and Ruth. They're like, oh, I got Gary and Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Chris, I got Gary and Ruth Chris, on my team. Chris this Chris is great. Chris Davis, Chris Davis is Babe Ruth. This is awesome. Yeah. All right, we're, start wrapping up here. All right. Uh, Robinson Reimold came back. Robert hits a home run last night, which is great. Um, he seems to be swinging it okay. Don't forget the barehanded play. It's like. He had a good. That, in, that was, was a good. That was a good inning. That was beautiful. I think the. I. I think the. You know the plays like that are what you're looking for more than almost even, than the home mm-hmm. run hitting because the hitting you think will kind of come around, but mm-hmm. it's making those type of plays. Um, so I, the really question is, how long is your leash 
with the guys like Roberts and Rymold before you kind of how how long do you give them to where you just go nah. All right, Brian Roberts, he's got the leash, the dog leash, where you just press the button. The if the dog just wants to run, you, you the, let that sucker the, just go the, as far as it can. The retractable there, joint, yeah. You just let it go. You don't even you don't press the button to lock it. Nothing. You let it go as far as he wants. Okay, Rymold, meh. He does nothing for me. Right, right. God, has anyone? I don't think a player less does less for me than Nolan Rymold. Like the thought of Nolan Rymold now, I'm just like, yeah. Like you said. Well, the thing also between the difference of Roberts and Rymold is one: you have a ton of depth of outfielders in the Myers. You have L.J. Hose, Henry Arudia. What, what do you have at second base? What? After Roberts, I mean, yeah, you have Flaherty heating up. Oh, I said but, that. Oh, your, your, your boy. I said that. Listen, oh. all I said is, all I said, this guy's been out here the one time in his life. I didn't say you take him off of it. That's all That's I said. Flaherty <laughs> hater over here. <laughs> but agreed, which I think is you know why keep giving a guy like Rymel chances when you have guys like I don't say Hose is wasting away, but he's being productive in Triple A. And there's only you know how long mm-hmm. to you to give a guy like Hose a chance, or you said a guy like Henry Rudia who's Made a who's been a monster in the just minors. a quick, quick ascension of top. And you know, I just mm-hmm. saw an article today. They're talking about he. There's there's a possibility that he'll be up this year. That he could be up this year. Um. So when and you see guys like Ramwood out there last night, and you're just like, I don't know, his swing is stupid to me. His face is stupid. My dad definitely. My dad <laughs> I mean, definitely said who threw that when he uh when he threw the or I guess the ball got hit him. He threw it home. Didn't even like it wasn't even close. If someone actually had an arm, they could have threw the guy out well, of home. But that is who. Well, is there was that? one that dropped right in front of him, like he didn't dive or anything. You know, Ugh. like Kyle would have got that one. But <laughs> nonetheless, not you know. So the, I agree with you. I think the leash is long on Roberts. Again, oh yeah. I think a part of I think you made a really great point. It, it's the leash really depends on if I pull the leash on you. Who you know who's up next? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see with Roberts. You know, Flaherty was having a good month, but. You'll know what you're going to get out of Flaherty. Flaherty. Did, did Roberts just literally crush Flaherty for his performance? Well, listen. Did, like, literally just say, you know what? Get out of my spot. Nah. Flaherty, go. Flaherty's not too worried because let's literally every time Roberts does anything, everyone's like, oh, God, don't get hurt. Very true. It's every like, time but, he dove back to first and, base, and, I was like, and Flaherty's probably sitting there don't. going, please get hurt. Please get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Putting the voodoo. Flaherty's just like, he's, Flaherty's, not too, he's, like, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> Flaherty's just like, you guys know where I'll be if you need me. So I'll be resting. Yeah, I'll just be hanging out here. And guys like Rymold. And I think also the thing with Rymold playing last night is that McLeod getting a hit last night, too, when he came in. Oh. Definitely <laughs> didn't help the situa- Rymold situation. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you played over, over the guy. One that generally just seems like a super nice guy that we all like, who, you know, is in the top three or four in stolen bases and was getting hits. And, now he's, and, and I, home runs. And home runs. And I just and I just put today, he's fluent in Spanish. <laughs> like, everyone kind of likes this dude. Everyone's kind of over you. <laughs> so you better do something. And again, but with all this, you know, Rymel's shown, he showed flashes last year. He was off to a, a great start. Then he got hurt. But again, it's the same story with him. He has the talent, but he's, but he's hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't got time. I don't got time for for talent injuries. And also with Roberts, honestly, with guys like him and like Marquez who was injured last year, Roberts deserves this ride. Absolutely, absolutely. He for all the years he was the he was the lone bright spot on on a bunch of really really shitty baseball teams. Mm-hmm. R- Reimold was on two bad Orioles teams, I, I believe. Yeah, um, you know it. And again, I agree. I think that's more than anything. Is that Roberts more than anything? Because he especially not being not being able to really partake in it last year, and he deserves to be part of you know wherever this is headed. Obviously, it seems like it's headed in the right direction. Rymold, I'm gonna. R- R- Roberts is an Oriole. Rymold is trying to be a baseball player. <laughs> Done. I like Very that. Well, we're gonna end on that. That's <laughs> that. That worked for me. All right. We're going to close up, as we always do, with looking ahead. Got it right. Listen, you never like... You, you, you just knew. If you had any money in the world, you would have bet against the Orioles last night. <coughs> no chance after sweeping the Yankees that they weren't going to lose to that, that crap White Sox team last night. I was pulling for the five-game winning streak. Yeah, always pulling, but you just knew, like... 
It just didn't have a good because you're coming so high off that Yankee sweep, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, but, yeah, we pretty much to the point. I think we might have killed the Yankees. Like people are, <laughs> I think Ethan posted today. Like people are selling their Yankees gear. The that they, was ridiculous. They, they have the exchange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> can I just exchange it for Orioles gear? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like but Yankees fans are just like they don't even care anymore. Uh, Darren Ravel just wrote a story about how the the, the TV. Is plummeting like the I guess the S network. The games are like it's like the lowest watching it's been you know since they've started the network. It's bad. Shucks. Mm-hmm. Oh darn! Not gonna cry a tear for the Yankees. No. But again, you play in the White Sox, and these are games you know for the Orioles. These are games you got to win too. Though. You can't mm-hmm. you can't leave Chicago, you know, winning one out of three. You got to mm-hmm. take at, at least half of them. You know, you got to take two out of three. You know, whatever it is. So what do we got? What do we got? What do, what do we got coming up? What? So we're all, Wednesday. We're going to what through Wednesday? We'll, go for the week. We'll go through. Let me uh, let me bring up the schedule real quick. You think we? You think you think just once when we do this that you would have it up? That we would have this up? Uh, you would think, but I just want to let you know I did call it correctly last week. I said three one sweep the Yanks, lose to uh, Chicago, and I oh. think you said I thought we I thought we were going to lose on Sunday night. Yeah. I said three one too. You're expecting us to get just slacked, but I thought Sunday night baseball. I was there on Friday and, and Sunday night. Place was rocking. Well, uh, talk about that. How how you know the crowd? They were, you know, you can say what you want about the ESPN thing, but if I was a Yankees fan, I would have hated watching that game because they were slurping the Orioles pretty much that whole game. <laughs> so talk a little bit about how the crowd was out there. Well, the crowd was pretty live. But I mean, like obviously, like in the sections that I was in, uh, you saw probably like. 10 Yankees fans per section. But if you think about it, years ago, it would be 10 Orioles fans per section. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I heard plenty of, of let's go Yankees chants and stuff like that. But anytime they started up, they got ended by the third chant by Orioles fans. I mean, it it was it was great. So, And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's good to hear because, you know, in previous years, it, it would almost be... To me, it'd be like yeah, seventy percent Yankees and thirty percent Orioles. You know, probably but more it, Yankees than that. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it's great to hear that the the Orioles fans got out and you know so they were right. excited to say it was. 100. So we got we're gonna go. We got the White Sox tonight. Uh, White Sox tomorrow mm-hmm. two ten. It's a two ten game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankees at New York Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then we'll go to and then Monday we have the Rangers because we'll probably be back on on Tuesday. So that's one two. Is that six games? Okay. Yeah, six games. So g- give me a record in six games. All right, I'm going. Uh, they're going to win tonight. Okay. They will lose tomorrow. Okay. They're going to do a back-to-back sweep of the Yankees. They will okay. sweep the Yanks. So that's they're four and one. The Yankees are starting their fifth shortstop, not named Derek Jeter this year. There. Tonight. Tonight, some guy... Fill in blank name is starting. He's the fifth shortstop, <laughs> not named Derek Jeter to play this year. They have no one. Their lineup was that was I'm the, telling you back to back sweep. I, as bad as the Orioles have ever been, I don't know if the Orioles ever put up a worse lineup than what the Yankees are currently throwing up there. Uh, honest, I, honestly, I feel like the Yankees would actually be doing worse if they had Texan Jeter and A Rod. Uh, just like for the fact of like you always hear these Yankee fans like this year saying. Oh, when A Rock comes back. Oh, when Jeter comes <laughs> back. I look at him. I say, they're gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jeter's Jeter's old. Quick question about that whole Yankee about the Yankees fans. Do they still do with this lineup that's changing every every day? Do they still do the uh, the call out of all the players? The roll call. Like, do they know who's bald? <laughs> do they know who is uh, who is out there? Yo, or is that stick? Is, is that thing weird guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, Oh, they just say short stop, short stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's that at third? I don't know. All right, so Yankees third base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so That's I'm gonna I'm funny. gonna go win tonight, lose tomorrow, and then they'll sweep the Yanks for back to back. And they got the Rangers Rangers on Monday. And they'll lose against the Rangers. So I'm gonna go four and two. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with four and two also, but uh, I'm gonna say we're gonna take two out of three from the Yankees. I think we're gonna. Win these next two against Chicago. I think we're going to lose the uh, first one against uh, the Rangers. Okay. Hey. Hmm. Meh. 
Go ahead. You know you want to go two and four. Say it. No, I'll go three and three. Ugh. We'll, we'll cop out. We'll win. <laughs> we'll win. Win tonight. We'll lose tomorrow. We'll win on Friday. We'll win on Saturday. We'll lose Sunday, Monday. All right. Well, I hope you're wrong. And then, uh, yeah, well, me too. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. So I certainly hope that. Well, I certainly don't hope that you're wrong, and then we're one in five. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna be wrong, I hope, I hope we're wrong. I hope we're trending in a uh, in a positive positive direction here. So, absolutely, gentlemen, it's been real for Aaron, yes sir, for Dylan, yes sir, for, my, for myself. We are out of here. Enjoy the fourth, people. Yes. All right. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. We're out. Peace. This summer, plan a romantic getaway at a Conrad. Enjoy an unforgettable breakfast at an Embassy Suites. Or lead a victory dance at a Hampton. Get great rates at our 10 top hotel brands during the great getaway. Book now at HiltonGreatGetaways.com.